All right, and welcome back to Unwrapping Success. Scott, how was your day? My day was uh, it was it, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, it actually went by pretty fast. Uh, Scott is a working man now, talking in the third person, uh, and yeah, I'm moving away from college, sort of like vibes to more career stuff now. So definitely a big change of pace. You're a weekend. Do you miss college? Do you miss that lifestyle? That's a great question, and uh, I do. I I definitely miss the long walks. I well, obviously the friends, but that's kind of cliche. One of the things I do miss a lot are like the long walks I would take like uh, around the circumference of like campus, and uh, just like clear my mind. It was I don't know. At least at our school, I don't know if we are gonna say the name of our school or not but at our school we had like a really nice like path to walk around campus and stuff mm-hmm. um, a month in or not a month in a weekend how would you say that like the pressure of a work environment compares to the pressure of like tests and school and everything oh that's actually a good question yeah i can come okay so let's compare Let's compare first week of work versus first week of, say, like a semester. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm honestly going to say here that first week of semester is more work. Uh, because of the first week of semester, you have syllabus day, which is a joke. But often teachers will assign you homework the first week in college, no matter what year you are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's always that always gives you stuff to do. For me, first week of work... People are very like understanding that it's new and especially since I'm remote, there's another learning curve there. So they're very like understanding that like, hey, like if you don't know what to do and you need to ask questions, it's perfectly fine. And also they're not gonna like give me homework to do, obviously my first week, like outside. They expect me to work like eight hours and honestly probably less, but um, I've been working eight hours a day and it's been a lot of like onboarding stuff just like getting used to the tools they use and how they communicate um but yeah definitely very low stress first week second beginning of this week uh still pretty low stress just like i'm starting to like learn the process of how they do things now um i was able to actually observe someone use excel for the first time which is uh good actually can like open some data files nice that, that was somebody else yeah so i didn't i didn't have that data set it was their data set and uh they were working on pricing a um a uh not a policy but basically a uh like a bid mm-hmm. so i'm in pensions so what they do is like these companies who don't want to deal with their pension plans anymore will like hire an intermediary to find an insurance company to basically like take over the liability of paying out uh like benefits to the retirees it's a lot of you have to pay fees if you're doing a pension plan and there's all this like legal jargon so a lot of the time they'll be like we don't want to deal with this so let's just go pay this insurance company who basically will mimic our pension plan through a uh like a group annuity which is just like we pay you X amount of dollars every month and it, it mimics a, a pension plan. Um, so yeah, they usually will give like a big lump sum to this insurance company and they'll take care of everything. So 
Uh, it's on the job of actuaries in terms of pensions to go out and price these deals. Mm. Uh, and you'll be shocked, like, how much money, uh, like, some of these deals are. Like, I know... Um, they... So these are, like, deals between, like, your company and, like, insurers? Yeah, so it's, like, any any company that has a defined benefit plan or pension plan will hit up an insurance company and say, Hey, can you, can you do this for us? And, oh, okay. Um, and they'll be like, we estimate our pension plan. Like after like discounting all the payments to every employee, we think it's worth roughly like $2 million if you find the present value. And then the insurance company like takes all their data about all their employees and kind of like find their own price using their own pricing software and be like, okay, well, we think it's worth this much. And then like they can negotiate back and forth um, how much the pension plan is worth. And then they eventually settle on a price and uh, yeah, they get paid big money. So we're both still like very much so in the transition period between like college and like true adult life. Um and you are only a weekend, so this is probably a loaded question. <laughs> but like the uh, the work life balance that you had like at school compared to now, it's probably very loaded. I mean, you are only a weekend, but at school, I found for me the the work life balance was really never a big issue. I always felt like I had plenty of time for friends, except for uh, really my last semester since I was writing a thesis, but. Um, I'm curious, have you How's noticed anything yeah. with work-life balance it's changed since a lot. you are, it, you got 40 hours now? It's, it's completely different. Uh, one of the things I'm realizing is I can't do everything anymore that I want to. Uh, if I assume I sleep eight hours a day, I work eight hours a day, I have eight hours left in my day to technically do what I want. And they in those eight hours, I can only do a handful of things. Um, so what I'm doing is like having or like writing down a set number of things I want to do every day. One of those is like go to the gym and exercise right after work just so I can de-stress. But yeah, I found in college, it's like you have your schoolwork, you have your social life, you have your personal time. And you can really like do whatever you want on a daily basis. You can always allocate time to like trying new stuff. I find right now that's like really hard. Um, I If I want to do anything, I have to do it on the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I mean, those eight hours of free time go by insanely fast. Yeah, I remember uh, a few summers ago, I, wa I was working full time and I found I was so tired, like all the time. Mm hmm. I don't know. I think that you have, um, from like living together on campus, I think that you have like a little bit more endurance as far as work. But I don't know. Are you tired? I am tired. I will say though, I'm probably going to get used to it after a couple weeks. Like today, if I were to compare this Monday to last week's Monday, uh, I was way more tired last week than I am now. I'm getting used to like waking up at 8 a.m. every day now. Mm -hmm. I don't know what time you wake up. Like noon. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> no, and I'm lucky right now, actually, for getting to sleep till eight o'clock because 
uh, if I work in Boston and I take the the train, you know, I have to wake up a lot earlier. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so I don't know. I'm not ready for that. Like, this is this is easy. Because mm -hmm. my commute is uh, there to here. <laughs> so it's pretty long, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're supposed to be talking about relaxation a bit in this episode. Yeah. Um. I guess may maybe we'll start with some of the uh, research I did since since it was really about like why people can't relax. Mm -hmm. um, who, who knew that relaxation was like a problem that people had? Yeah, like, uh. It seems like your default state should be relaxation. Like, if you're not doing anything else, you should be relaxing. Right. But, you know, even... I think that when you think about it, a lot of people realize that that isn't their default state. It's not my default state, honestly. Mm -hmm. I find I, it really hard just to, like, not do anything. You know what I mean? What Do you, do you think that part of the problem is... People spend too much time, you know, when I'm not doing anything, I'm scrolling through Instagram, YouTube, potentially Netflix or Hulu. Uh, and then kind of even when I do that, then now I'm feeling guilty, like since I'm doing nothing, I could be reading. No, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. Like, I could... I could lay down and say I had a long day. My body's telling me to go lay down in bed and not do anything. And as opposed to that, I'll be on YouTube watching videos and stuff like that. So the problem with relaxing is you always feel like you want to do more with your day. But yeah. ultimately, days are limited. It's, 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 a, it's a very difficult problem because... I think it's a balance between like I only live once and I want to maximize my days, like do as much as I can because I'm not going to be here forever. And also like my body has limitations just like similar to like a battery, like eventually it's going to drain and I have to stop doing things in order to recharge and like and if you recharge that gives you more energy to do the fun stuff, I guess. Well, I mean, it's even there's even the balance of if you want assuming that maximum productivity is the goal, which, you know, people might use different words. It might not be productivity that they're aiming for, but doing things in general. I, I think most people strive to do as much as possible. Right. Like have their Google calendar filled up literally every minute of every day. Yeah. At someone. Um, but there's a balance there because if you never sleep or never relax, you're not going to be able to do all those things. Or if you oversleep, or, or obviously you can't do all those things. So eventually you have to relax, and you're not even going to enjoy those things if you're not relaxing sometimes. Right. I find I find a problem is like, for most adults, and, and me included now that I'm working, is like, you're so tired from Monday through Friday, and the grind, and you 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 tell yourself like oh i don't have time to do this during the week so i'm going to do this thing on the weekend like like go i don't know like go golfing go play catch do something like that outdoorsy 
But then you get to the weekend and you're so burnt out that you have no energy to actually do said activity and you just sit home and do nothing. And you're like, well, the whole weekend just went by and now I'm just, and I, I don't want to do that. Like that's, that's me. I can't, I can't waste my weekends doing nothing. Yeah. Is it's just one less of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing that research has shown, and it kind of connects back to all of last season when we were talking about happiness. Um, if people strive for happiness, they often don't find it. Like if they're so focused on being happy, they won't be happy. In a similar way, if you set relaxation as a goal, you'll have a lot of trouble relaxing because you, instead of actually relaxing or um, unwinding, you'll be you know, hyper-focused. Yeah. And it's funny that you point that out. Like, as you as you say, it's a goal. If you if you treat it as a goal, you're never going to actually relax. I am, I actually did that. I I went on um, Todoist. This, uh, you app. scheduled relaxation yes, time? Yes, I did. Yes. I, I literally put in, like, a daily event that reminded me every day. It was like, it was like YouTube video, read, exercise, relax. And... I can tell you I didn't I never really relaxed. <laughs> I really like I would cross things off as I uh, finished them. I almost never crossed that one off. So mm -hmm. why did I have it there in the first place? Like it didn't really serve any purpose. So what is relaxation for you? Relaxation for me is honestly um probably like meditating. Mm -hmm. I that I, that's probably like the number one relaxation activity I do. And that involves just laying in bed and just like shutting my eyes and just kind of like thinking. I don't do this weird like, you know that that's 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 not what meditation is to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think one of the reasons I ignore that is because I always think there's an opportunity cost associated with that. Once again, back back to econ, I could be doing something productive. I guess yeah, I have to like reframe it as saying that is being productive, I guess. Like it is doing it is doing something. Yeah. I I mean my relaxation I guess isn't or what I consider relaxing for me isn't as meditative as yours. I guess I'm reusing a word, that's not but um for me it's really YouTube, Netflix or some kind of media consumption. Um, not to say I, I don't spend any time with like my own thoughts, uh, but definitely, honestly, much less than I used to. It really started in college. Like I started going to bed, uh, with YouTube or Netflix in college and I've never turned back. And it's something I've like considered going away from, but I find like every night I'm like, there's, there's so many videos out there's there. There's so many videos. There's so many like histories of islands to learn about like iceland such an interesting history about clear cutting that island <laughs> or some extinct animal like did you know there used to be a horse gorilla thing no i didn't <laughs> it's it's a relative of the horse it basically had the head of a horse but it filled a niche like a gorilla so it like walked on like its knuckles and like and like had really long arms and like short legs and so it basically had the body of a gorilla with the head of a horse. Okay. Okay. 
pretty cool. Yeah, that was like 20 million years ago or something. But like, what am I getting out of this? You know, it, it gets back to if the goal is to be productive, not that there isn't a benefit of learning about that, like credit to the paleontologists out there because they did, they kept me entertained. But, you know, if my goal is productivity or if that's what I'm like trying to turn my relaxation time into, I guess I'm not really being that productive. So do you ever struggle with this on YouTube? So I've, I, as I've mentioned, I've been an advocate for YouTube all these years saying it like it is a very good like social media platform because it's educational, but it's also entertaining. So have you ever been on YouTube watching like an entertaining video and you're like, oh, shoot, like I'm wasting my time. I should probably be like educating myself. So you switch over to like another video that's like actually teaching you something. An example would be like I'm watching um, like a meat uh it's called meat canyon yeah meat like a meat canyon video like, like those like really like disturbing yeah. like animated videos so yeah. i'm not learning anything from that it's pure purely entertaining but i could be watching poker videos to teach myself more like poker strategies or or maybe like youtube growth hacks or podcast growth hacks so i often find myself like should i telling myself like should i switch over to those kind of videos I don't know. I mean, I think I've been an advocate like you for a long time that YouTube is educational, but it's not at all a, a substitute for classroom education. And I mean, I mean that even more than it sounds like, yeah, it can get you out of like a singular problem. So like tech tutorials, I, I know I'm talking to Mr. Life Made Easy himself, mm -hmm. but CEO. Yeah. Tech tutorials definitely help because those are, you know, individual problems. Like there's education there to be, be gained. But as far as trying to learn a skill on YouTube, I've tried it so many times and I've found that YouTube always falls short. Like the, the lessons just aren't complete. I don't know if you agree with me, if you've ever really tried to learn a skill on YouTube. Yeah, I tried to learn access on YouTube last summer when I needed it for my internship. Want to know why I think you don't learn as well? Is because uh, it's free. Nobody's watching you? Okay, well, maybe that. <laughs> I think it's because it's free. I really do. I think when you invest in a course, you're more likely to pay attention. And I also think the quality's better when it's a paid mm -hmm. course. I mean, as far as the quality being better, like, a lot of those YouTube uh lessons are paid for with ads so maybe you don't have a cost so you have a lack of motivation but that's what i've never understood like the professors or the teachers on the youtube end should be as motivated as any other teacher because they are getting paid for it um but i've always i, I consistently find lessons aren't you ever had a professor that uploads their lessons on youtube Especially during uh, uh, COVID times at, at school. Yeah, I did have some of that. Um, but then even that's supplemented by you have easy access to the professor. Because, yeah, the professor has like 20 or 40 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. All of his or her students. But then you also have direct access to the professor in office hours. You, you ever wonder, like, what if that professor was like massive on YouTube? <laughs> they never are. I mean... 
I'm sure that there were some professors who hit it big on YouTube because of the pandemic. They uploaded their videos to YouTube and then suddenly got big. Although, I remember uh, we had a professor, uh, John, who's been on the podcast. He talked about how he was concerned about whose property the videos were, his video lectures. Right. Were they the college's property or his property? And I don't know what happened with all those schools, if any professors did hit it big. I think they mostly leave the videos unlisted, which means it's not private. It's only people who have the link can can view them. Okay. So I'm still kind of, sure there's a professor that messed up. And... Yeah, yeah. But I think they do that so that um, it's not available to the like public. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Awkward pause. <laughs> yeah, we're we're still new at this podcasting thing. Yeah. Okay, why uh, don't we why don't we go through some of these examples of like how people have like figured out how to relax uh based on research, right? Mm-hmm. Number one tip is always drink coffee and alcohol. No, that's uh that's that's not it. Um so what research shows is that the mind and the body are interconnected. So you have to relax both, I think, in order to become like fully relaxed. Um, so the, they're pretty different, like the methods to really to relax um, each. The mind, it's kind of like a mental battle, which makes sense. Like a lot of research shows like, yeah, just sit here, like take deep breaths. I would recommend don't do that in front of uh, other people. Probably looks really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think that actually works though. Like if you just like take a second, like take a deep breath and think about like things aren't that big of a deal as you make it out to be. Um, warm. I think that there's like science to usually our lungs don't get filled up with like that amount of oxygen and your blood actually gets like super oxygenated and like all that oxygen just rushes to your brain mm-hmm. and like there's actually like science and like chemistry to that yay science war tim do you t- <laughs> do you take warm baths or showers you take cold I mean, showers <laughs> Well, in the summer, I actually do take some cold showers. Um, no, you don't. No, I actually do. How painful are they? I mean, it's not like ice cold, but um, if I had to guess the water is like 70 degrees, which remember in water terms is like freezing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you're if you come in after a hot day, a cold shower is just so good. And I th- I think um, I think a good uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for like contrast to this maybe not contrast another example of this would be like a hot tub which is basically mm-hmm. this taken to the extreme and if you ask anyone like a hot tub is one of the most relaxing things you can ever do just because your muscles I think it, so this is that's more like physical I guess but that's like the tenseness of your muscles kind of like going away yeah everything just like loosens up um 
music is on this list that makes sense a lot of people listen to music to relax i'll listen to music during the work day uh it does actually help me a lot meditation i mentioned that earlier that's really good way to like clean your mind and like i don't know it's a good way of of putting things into perspective and also ref <clears throat> reflecting on uh your previous uh past self mm -hmm. writing i don't I, I don't like writing so this wouldn't uh, be for me i've tried it a number of times and i've never been able to get into it yeah like, i'm not stick with it you did journaling right yeah i i always make it like a week maybe two and then i skip a day then two then three and i'm just yeah it's not for me if you notice like every productivity video on youtube is always like you need to journal you need to journal it's like you don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I think most people just aren't cut out to journal. Yeah. I... There certainly are some, and, and if you're cut out to journal, like, you're writing historical documents, possibly. Yeah, you are. I guess the issue I have with it is, like, you're not actually, like, doing anything. Like, what happens with, the, with those, um, like, those texts after you're done? Well, I think one of the big benefits... And one of the reasons I've always kind of wanted to be a journaler is you, when you write it down, you commit it to memory a bit better. So it helps preserve like important memories. I mean, that's why like you write notes in class. Like I'm a, the truth with my notes, I never reread my notes. I seriously, Same. four, four years in college, I never once reread my notes. Um, Except for an exam, right? Nope. I, I don't use my notes to study, but wow. writing them, writing them down, it just, it commits it to memory much better than just listening and watching. Right. Um, no, if I'm studying for an exam, I'm using the textbook, um, practice problems that are in the book, uh, slides if they're published. I've never been one to use my notes. I can't think of a single time I did. Maybe if I had a really particular thing in my notes that I needed to study, but it wouldn't have been like all of my notes or a, a normal occurrence. Man, you're definitely an outlier when it comes to that because I feel like a huge percentage of college students and high school students and students in general always reread their notes for exams. Yeah, I just... I mean, I've never considered myself a good studier. Uh, thankfully, I make up for that a bit that, you know, I've, I've got a good memory, I guess. <laughs> and, and I seriously count myself lucky. Like, I've never had to rely on it, but I do worry about, like, grad school where so much of the education is going to be on me that I've still not developed good study skills. You're not a note card person? <laughs> Honestly, I do like note cards for, like tests that i really stress about i do turn to note cards or if i'm trying to learn like a lot of very like particular things uh that is one of my favorite study strategies physical or online oh uh physical for sure okay. I, I can't stand online. yeah i'm not a quizlet person that's quizlet right that uses those yeah, I think so. Okay. And you can, I think you can even like print them out and then you're like supposed to fold them and take out your glue stick. <laughs> you have a glue stick? 
Do I have a... Oh my god, I do. <laughs> you do? That's awesome. Look at that. <laughs> it's in my cup. I still remember, like, I got into ninth grade and I didn't have, like, a shopping list for school. And I was like, oh my god, what do I buy? <laughs> <laughs> How many glue sticks am I going to need? Wait, am I going to need wait. four or do I need the 16 pack? <laughs> I feel like everyone can relate to that. <laughs> Once you don't have the list, you're so lost. <laughs> no, but um, you just reminded me of something so funny. Because remember, like, I'm starting a new job. Like, I need materials. So I was like, okay, like, it's back to school shopping <laughs> I go to Staples after, uh, after coming home from the gym one day with my sister. And I was like, yeah, I need to go to Staples. Like, I need some materials. So this is this is everything I bought. This is everything I bought for work. I bought this notepad, one notepad with, uh, it's got like some folder sleeves and like a calendar and also a ruler. Oh, nice. In there. So it's like an upgraded notepad and also like a pack of 0.7 millimeter pens. I think that's what these are or something. That's all I got. Because <laughs> that that's literally what I use to, to work is all I need. All I do is take notes and write down. I mean, like, I also have a notepad. That'll, that'll um, I'll use to, like, write down things I need to accomplish. And that's basically it as a, as a worker. Yeah, I definitely... I try to keep as much stuff online as possible. But it's true. You learn best if you write by hand. Mm -hmm. I, I do really believe that. So if I'm in a meeting and someone's explaining something to me, I'll just sit there and like jot down notes so I can remember it later. And I love using my iPad for note taking. Oh, that, you should. Okay, Tim, you have to make a productivity video on that. That being said, I still, I haven't figured out how to be organized on it. And that's the downside. Like on the one hand, I'm fine because I don't use my notes to study. But if I need to find my notes, because often you, often there's at least one thing you do want to find. I haven't figured out. I have to find like the right app or environment uh, to write in. Comment down below the best note-taking apps for the iPad to stay organized. Oh, I, uh, I've seen guys do videos on those. Pen up? Is that? I don't know. Maybe. Check out Pen up. Let me know. <laughs> so... There's this YouTuber I watch who all he does is he runs everything on his iPad. He's a college student and literally his whole organization and like process and just his the way he communicates with people is all on his iPad. And I don't know how he does it. Well, yeah, I mean... There's still several downsides to the iPad as far as file management and everything. It's come a long way, and I love using it. I think everybody loves using it, and that's why they keep like asking for more improvements. But yeah, there's definitely still a few lackluster parts of it. Well, because like you can't do stuff like this that we're doing right now. It's just you can. It's just so not. I I don't know how you describe it practical you can't change a jpeg into a png yeah so stuff like that it, it there's just so many little little things that you just wouldn't even think about 
Man, we really got off topic there. Now we're talking about iPads. <laughs> yeah. So uh, transitioning back, we were talking about uh, ways to relax and how the mind and body both really need to relax. Uh, the, the examples of how you can relax your mind were deep breaths, warm baths or showers, music, meditation, writing. And I don't think we said visualize happy scenery yet. Yeah, we didn't say that um, one. That one was really interesting. You know, I mean, I don't like imagine it, but I feel like I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. And Scott can attest to this 24 seven unless well, not 24 seven, except when I sleep or I'm using my TV for like actually watching something like even right now I have just 4K like nature. Like right now I'm just going through like Canada's national parks. Yep. Um. I don't know. I find that like super relaxing and everything. And it, a lot of people like to have golf on in the background. Golf is like great just to watch because you just have to like look at it every once in a while and just keep up with like, uh, McElroy, the Leroy McElroy. Does his name rhyme? <laughs> Are you talking Some... about like the golf announcer? Yeah, the really good golfer. No, no golfer. Like... Really good golfer. I don't know my golf. I don't either, dude. Like, I'm but not... I know... That, that's why I want to learn this stuff. Somebody is laughing at me right now yeah. because <laughs> I just said Leroy McElroy. That is definitely not his name. But there's a really good golfer with the last name McElroy. Uh, anyway, but you only have to glance at it every few minutes, but it's like a second best golf, you know? Yeah. In the background. I think a lot of people visualize previous vacations they've been on. I do this because mm -hmm. it brings you back to a happy moment and that can sometimes make you feel relaxed. Okay. But were you going to say something? No, I was, I was agreeing. I, I've definitely done that also. Good times with friends, family, good memories. So let's get into some body tips. These these things will relax your body. Yoga, that's self-explanatory. Massages, I give great massages. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, walking. Next time I'm in Massachusetts. <laughs> Sign up for Scott's Massage Parlor. Um, <laughs> so walking, going on long walks can be very relaxing because it's not. And I'll also say for a lot of people, I would count jogging or running. Yeah. Um, for me, that wouldn't be relaxing because I haven't done it in so long, but I think a lot of runners are running to relax. Yeah, I'm not, I don't fall into that category. I don't feel relaxed when running. It's more of like I'm, I'm just getting rid of the stress out of my body. But I think you can attest like uh, you feel relaxed at the gym. Yeah, yeah, I do. Which is probably similar to running or jogging. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, oh, and walk outside, because in our happiness episode, people are happier outside, so go walking outside, not in your house. Something I've heard that, uh, and I don't know if I agree with that, I mean, science has shown, so I guess I agree, but I don't know if I think that it's a, it's pro a big problem, without having done any of, like, the actual research, but I've heard a lot about people who live in cities 
because they see so much less like greenery and nature and all of like the sharp lines of steel, concrete, and glass that that's like psychologically messing with people. I don't know if you've ever heard that. I think I've heard of that. I haven't seen the research on it, but it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen the research and and especially without seeing it, I can't imagine that it's actually like a huge thing. Yeah, so I'd equate that to maybe like animals in a zoo. Okay, but animals in the zoo are also they're in like now I sound like somebody who hates zoos. But <laughs> they're like in they're, their habitat, but not really. They're in like really small enclosures compared to what they're supposed to be in a lot of the time. The ones I feel the worst for are the polar bears in like warm summer areas. Yeah. Have you ever I mean we live in like the northeast, so like it's cold in the in the winter, but I don't know if you've ever seen polar bears in the summer. I don't think I have, actually. Oh, it's sad. (laughs) They're white for a reason. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they turn, like, yellow and, like, brown because, like, they're also, like, in the mud, but, like, they they want to be in the snow, you know? Yeah. So, something interesting is that literally the... Every... Every, like, feeling of stress or anxiety is all caused by hormones. So it's all a chemical reaction within your body. So you know what that means? That means drugs can solve this. No, okay, that, that's not what... <laughs> we, we prefer the natural uh, remedies on, on this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like, serious stress and anxiety can lead to, like, actual, like, health issues, like heart disease, insomnia and depression so definitely relaxation is key uh just so you stay healthy throughout your life uh you don't want those things to kind of like creep up and uh take you by surprise so yeah i mean i've heard uh chronic back pain which is one of the most common issues that like 50 year olds have is almost always tied directly to stress Mm -hmm. um do you think like back exercises help with that I mean, they definitely don't hurt. I'd imagine that a person living in a high-stress environment could do back exercises, and they wouldn't have to change their lifestyle as much as they as they might not have to get rid of all these stressors to the same degree. But really, the the way to cure it would be finding less stressful situations. But then also, there are people who are you know are right now stuck in a job, and they need their back to be better. So back exercises, you know, I'm not going to like fault anybody for turning to that. But I, I, I make it sound like back exercises are bad. No, everyone should do back exercises. That's why I'm training my back now. So when I'm 50, I'm not going to like have an awful back. I'm hoping to have an awful back. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. You're going to be like four foot by the time I'm 60, <laughs> all hunched over. Just like the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> that's what a desk job does for you yeah but that leads into the next thing which is progressive muscle relaxation which i've never heard of this until i i read this online it's basically you did all the research on this so you you explain it to me so it's basically like a series of exercises in which you like you tense your you intentionally tense your muscles up 
and then after that you breathe and you relax them as like so you like you breathe in you get all tense and then you breathe out and then you relax everything and that apparently over time you... <laughs> this is so are funny. you like supposed to like laugh at yourself while you do this and like <laughs> this is that, probably so embarrassing <laughs> imagine doing this in front of a group of people you're like <gasps> <laughs> yeah so so don't breathe in front of people but <laughs> make sure you do progressive muscle relaxes so apparently this <laughs> it's it's like the same sort of feeling like if you're sitting on like like laying on the beach in the summer like you just like your all your muscles just relax or it's like sitting in a hot tub almost that's i what... could see like when the cold water of the beach like comes in I don't, I mean, next time I'm at the beach, maybe I'll think about this. I could see, like, your muscles, like, tensing up at the cold water and yeah. then, like, relaxing. Yeah. So, that, that, that definitely plays a role. So, maybe I'll try this. <laughs> but parents walk in, they're like, Scott, what are you doing? <laughs> you're like, I'm tense. You're just laying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually an exercise at the, um, at the gym. And it's one of the most, it's a shoulder one. Uh, what's it mm -hmm. called? It's like shoulder. I forgot the name of it. But yeah, it's basically like that motion. You look like mm -hmm. a, such a weirdo when you do it. But hey, maybe maybe you feel relaxed while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, one, that's a strategy that exists. I mean, I don't want to discourage it, but... <laughs> Or, or if you do it and it works for you, let us know. Yeah. Um, Tim, you want to talk about some, uh, some, some greenery being outside? Yeah, I definitely think. You know, there, there's two big things about relaxing that. If you just sit there and try to relax alone i mean there's certainly meditation or prayer or however you relax by yourself is important but part of what enables that is getting out into nature or into the world in any way and with other people you know we're social beings and you have to be with people and so going on a hike with people certainly a hike by yourself but especially if you can work other people into it that's going to, one, be relaxing in the moment, but also when you go and you're meditating or praying by yourself, you'll be in a better state of mind and more able to relax. Because what did we start off with? People aren't able to relax because, you know, they want to accomplish more. Yeah. So, you know, one, you have to work but you also have to it, it's that three-pronged approach we don't have any notes on this but you know people need like financial career success they need social success and they need like emotional personal success and the emotional is kind of that relaxation the social is all those adventures that you do you know, here we have, like, nature, greenery, but it really doesn't matter. Even if it's a trip into into uh, the city or beach, I guess that would be green, kind of. Um, and then what we've kind of been saying isn't relaxing at all, but the financial and career success. But ultimately, the goal is for that to be rewarding. 
Right. I think that's part of what this podcast is all about. I think it also helps. Like you always feel guilty if you're not, if you're or if you are relaxing, you could be doing something. I think if you do it with a group of people, you're you're more likely to actually follow through with it because if you no longer feel bad because you're like, oh, I'm relaxing with all these people and they're relaxing. So monkey see, monkey do. Like I'm fine if they do it, then I'll do mm-hmm. it. I mean, think about the the pinnacle of relaxation. It's vacation, right? Yeah, that, that's basically any, it. You can't get any more relaxed than on vacation. But imagine vacationing by yourself. Yeah, no. You need other people. So, like, in some ways, the pinnacle of relaxation is social. Oh, you got a point there. So... Really, to relax, you want other people with you. So you get the boys, and you all just go sit in the hot tub. Is that what? Honestly, I'm that sounds pretty relaxing. <laughs> I have done that before. <laughs> you brewskis, a couple brewskis in the hot tub with the boys. No females allowed. <laughs> It'll be just like my uh, teenage bedroom. No girls allowed. <laughs> Wait, I think we missed. Oh yeah, we missed one of the tips for how to relax the body. It was it was warm drinks, not containing caffeine or alcohol. So apparently, I don't. Alcohol doesn't actually relax you. I don't completely <laughs> agree with those. I mean, I I don't think drunkenness it relaxes you, but there's certainly a if some light social drinking. I think can be very relaxing yeah. because again, like think about what you do on vacation. You, you have a few drinks, not too many, hopefully, or maybe too many once twice, but, um, and then as far as caffeine, I know I am awful in the morning. I'm not relaxed in any way until I've had my coffee, mm-hmm. but definitely like in the evening or the afternoon, warm drinks, like a tea can be very relaxed. I feel like people like as you said social drinking one or two can be very relaxing i feel like people who are drunk aren't really relaxed usually they're very hectic and crazy mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't say that's being relaxed but can we just can we just talk about why relaxing is so important in humans lives i think that's like the ultimate reason we made this episode on actually like how to yeah so i I mean to me i think the most important thing kind of again back toward the beginning of the episode was you can't be productive unless you've relaxed so there's some balance if you're looking to maximize productivity there's some balance between relaxation and what you would really dub the productive part of your day yeah I don't know. What do you think? Like in terms of the ultimate like reason for why we need to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like a battery sort of thing and you need to recharge. I also just think like humans were made to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, like you go out, you work throughout the day. Like there's a point of like why I think there's a biological reason we get 
tired and we no longer want to work at the end of the day, our bodies are like naturally telling us like, hey, you should probably like not do anything now. And I think that's why we need to sleep. You know, you can't remember things if you don't sleep. Oh, isn't that because memories get like sealed in your sleep? Yeah, basically like the short term memory part of our brain is a different part than the long term. So like anybody who's pulled an all nighter, think about like how blurry the past 24 hours are. Yeah. And then especially like two or three days later. It's because all of that short term never got properly transferred into long term. Mm hmm. So, I mean, certainly not a scientist, but I think your short term basically just fills up. There's no more room in short term. So it starts like overwriting stuff before it goes into the long term. I think I think another big problem is like, I think society has taught us that relaxation is almost a negative thing that if you relax and you're not being productive every minute of every day, like you're almost seen as a failure or you're not as good as you could be. And I think that's wrong. I feel like, I feel like a lot of companies now are pushing the idea of like, it's okay to take breaks from work because ultimately you'll have more productive workers. Yeah. I think I had a voice crack. Oh, don't worry. I have them all the time. I'm still hitting. I'm still going through puberty. Um, 22. <laughs> um, I'm not actually 22. <laughs> I think uh, we're actually going through like a very like positive moment in history right now. I don't know how long I consider history to be for this, but we were so focused on productivity for so long. And then I kind of put a lot of it on like Google and Facebook in the early 2000s where we're more data focused than we've ever been probably because we have data and we have rapid data processing methods where like those two companies that are so huge in data processing looked at it and they were like, holy crap, we're working our workers way too hard. And they created this entire like new corporate culture of relaxation that throughout like the 2010s just spread pretty much throughout all of corporate America. And then from there into small businesses and everything where relaxation really is a priority for workers mm -hmm. because they realized their workers were more productive if they did relax. Yeah. Well, p yeah, back in the day, people worked like longer hours and had like less vacation time. I believe I don't quote me on that, but I feel like that's true. At least like, I'm thinking back like industrial revolution days when they were, were like working in factories for like the entire day and got paid nothing. Mm -hmm. One of the craziest things I learned uh, in my political economics course was uh, in the Middle Ages, there was something known as St. Monday. So like especially like if you think all about the time period and everything like Epoli, like the Sabbath and obviously like Europe, like super Christian at the time. Um Sunday, like, drinking was, like, a big thing. And so everybody would be, like, hungover on Monday. And nobody, weekends were three days throughout the entire Middle Ages. They were That's Saturday, awesome. Sunday, and Monday. And especially because you didn't have a boss in the Middle Ages. You you were probably a serf who worked for, like, a lord. Mm -hmm. And 
you just you had to pay a rent, which was some portion of grain for the right to work on the land. But you just had to have enough grain at the end of the year. So you could really like space out your week however you wanted. And people had like more control back then than you might think that they did. In some ways more control than we have now. And most people took three-day weekends. Which to me was just something crazy. Like I had always thought that the weekend was like a new thing. Saturday and Sunday off I thought was new. But mm -hmm. it was actually like Middle Ages, three-day weekends. Uh... Industrial Revolution, no weekend, and then modern day, two day weekend. Two day weekends are too too uh, short. I think honestly, it should be switched back to three. Yeah, there is actually a movement right now. Like some of the tech companies are doing that. They're doing three day weekends. I think I'd be more productive if I got three days off for the weekend. I I'm not even kidding you. There is something to. You'll get done what you need to get done in whatever time you exactly, have. Exactly, exactly. Um, like those those farmers back in the Middle Ages. Yeah, they could have done five days and less work each day, and but they chose to just work extra hard for four days. Right. I feel like full-time workers could get everything they need to get done in probably six hours instead of eight. Mm -hmm. Like, I can tell you from experience... Like, even in my past jobs, it's like, how much are you really getting done those last, like, two hours of of work? Like, I feel like you're really productive at the beginning of the day, in the middle, and then at the end, it kind of just, like, tails off. As soon as you're watching the clock, you're already done. Yeah. So, I think, I think relaxation is very important, and I think we're moving... I like the way our society's like moving towards like a pro relaxation sort of mindset for workers. Um, do you think there's an age where relaxation is most important? I mean, I've only experienced 22 ages <laughs> and I don't remember about half of them. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think it's certainly important at every age. I I, I feel like I can't really answer that. I, I, perhaps I would say I hope to relax more in my 40s, 50s, and 60s because I've, you know, set up my life so that I can afford to relax. Yeah. My, but, my answer is going to be high school because i think a lot of people are going through like puberty in high school and like growing and their bodies need time to relax at least my high school in particular made us wake up at like 6 a.m every day so that was just not enough sleep for like developing bodies so i yeah. feel like and i think there are movements to make school start later so my high school actually tried to uh start later than most schools we wanted to start at 8 a.m but the athletes got very upset because athletes weren't able to work after they got out of practice after school and so we actually had like more conversations about why school starts so early in my high school than i think many high schoolers have 
And I never realized that that was such a big part of it. I mean, me as a non-athlete, I was still like, yeah, just screw the athletes. But I was um, an athlete. Yeah, screw the athletes. Uh, I can tell you I would never work during like the season. Or I would, but maybe I'd dedicate it to weekends. Yeah, but that was basically the argument. And I can say, you know, looking back, like I certainly understand that. Um, but it's just something, you know, I kind of look back on and understand, you know, I, I don't really have a firm opinion on when school should start, be, having realized that. Even though I hated it going through it. Yeah. And in college, I only took one 8 a.m. ever, and it was my first semester when the school made my schedule. You're lucky. Uh, You're a lucky After dog. that, the earliest class I ever went to was a 910. That was time series. No, that one was nine twenty. Oh, was you post, had so much time that to was sleep in. COVID. <laughs> I remember the first day. Yeah, I remember you and Zach had that class uh, on Zoom, and that was just like the first time we were experiencing like classes on campus, but still remote. And it was just so weird. Yeah. No, it remote classes on campus were in some ways worse than remote at home yeah too many distractions <laughs> but it was weird i we think, made it through i think that's gonna wrap up this episode of unwrapping success ladies and gentlemen hope you got some uh i don't know good tips and tricks from this from this episode hope it was informative um i, I think the examples we gave were pretty good pretty unique um, and research shows that these actually do work. So we're not just like randomly picking these. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good idea for everyone to make relaxations more of a priority in their life. I think it's just, it's, uh, you just have to allocate the right amount of time to it. Yeah. Hopefully people found this episode relaxing. Yeah. On your, uh, car ride to work. <laughs> Do we really think people listen to us on the on the ride to work? I really do. I think it's, I mean, the best places for podcasts are ride to work and the gym. Yeah. Honestly. I'm curious where people listen to it. Like, what are they doing? Leave a comment down below. Um. Okay, so what do we got for, okay, so if you like our podcast, you can follow us, share it with your best friends and family members. You can... Send us a donation on Anchor that's built into that, or you can send us a donation on PayPal if you would like to support us. Uh, I think we have an Acorns link down below. If you use our referral link, you'll get like $5 free, and then like we get a benefit from that. Do we have a, we have a kit? We have a kit uh, with all the technology we use for our podcast if you're interested in starting. Uh, those are all Amazon referral links. So we get a small commission if you guys go out and buy one of those tech products. And am I missing anything, Tim? No, I think you got it all. And yeah, uh, definitely following us is most important. We upload every Monday, Eastern 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you on the next episode of Unwrapping Success. All right. Thank you if you made it this far.